Hey, 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 Shredding fans. We are back with episode 17 of the Shredding for Gold podcast. Welcome, everyone, who is currently listening to this episode. So happy to have you here. This is going to be episode 17 of the podcast. Holy crow! I cannot believe we're already at episode 17. It just literally felt like yesterday that I started up this podcast, and here we are now, episode 17. Um, Yeah, before we get started, uh, just a few things. Um, For those who do not know me, and you're listening to the Shredding for Gold podcast for the very first time, or you just need a reminder, my name is Emily Trepanier, and I am the host of the Shredding for Gold podcast. I am a blind snowboarder who is working towards competing at the Paralympics and also helping to work on building the sport of para snowboarding so that everyone, especially blind snowboarders like myself, are able to compete at the Paralympics. So if you are listening to this episode, feel free and you haven't listened to any other episode of the Treading for Gold podcast, uh, feel free to listen to this entire episode of the podcast and then definitely go back and listen to the older episodes, like the past episodes of this podcast. That way you guys have an idea of what we've been talking about on the podcast thus far. Um, and you can see how things have gone since beginning of the podcast to up until now. So, um, yeah, but feel free to check that out. Um, also, before we get started, have you guys checked out the Shredding for Gold website yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Check it out now at www.shreddingforgold.com. It's the home of the Shredding for Gold podcast. There you'll find more about what the podcast is and what the purpose of this podcast is. You'll also find podcast episodes so this current episode will be up there along with past episodes of the shredding for gold podcast so you can listen to it there as well you'll also find some what we're calling from the summit episodes of this of the podcast and basically those episodes uh, from the summit ones are uh those are when I've been invited on somebody else's podcast. So I've been interviewed and taken part in somebody else's podcast. And so those are the episodes um, from those podcasts that I have guessed uh, and has appeared as a guest. So um, that's basically what those were going to be. And so they are called From the Summit. So it's very easy to distinguish between the Shredding for Gold actual episodes and uh, other podcasts that I've been on. So there's a bunch of the From the Summit episodes already up there. And we will be also um, adding more as uh, as this journey continues and I continue to go on uh, uh, different podcasts. So uh, also... Um, so that's the shreddingforgold.com website. 
please feel free to check that out. Share that with your family, friends, coworkers. And yeah. Also, before we get started, I always say this, but I truly, truly mean it. Um, we love feedback. So if you have any, please, please, please let us know. Uh, we also love it if you would rate the podcast. Um, so currently, I believe you can rate the podcast via my web, the, the website, treadingforgold.com. As well, the podcast, you can also listen to it on a variety of different podcasting hosting sites. And there you can also rate and review the podcast as well. There's contact information, um, email contact information for both myself and my podcast producer, Maxwell Ivy Jr. So lots of ways to get a hold of us and to rate and review the podcast. And we would love it if everyone who is listening, it only takes literally a few minutes to rate and review and let us just let us know how we're doing um this is episode 17 so we've been at it for a little while and would love to get some more feedback um we've definitely enjoyed the feedback that we have received thus far but we're always looking to improve and get better and see what things are working and see what things you want us to change or maybe perhaps you have a topic of interest that you are curious about and want me to talk about um yeah so there's that all right so without any further ado let's get into episode 17 so um at the time of this episode it is nearly the end of may however we still have quite a bit of stuff to chat about um during what happened during the winter season so we're going to continue on with that theme for episode 17. So, with this episode, we're going to chat about... Uh, we are going to chat about something super neat. Um, so, in when I was training in Ontario, I trained through Ontario Snowboarders. So, that was who I was training through. That was who... Well, that's the radar that I was under during that time that I was training in Ontario. Um, and so they would, I would go to a bunch of their races and we also worked very closely with myself and like the team and the coaches through Ontario Snowboarders to um, work on my training and develop skills and get ready, get me ready for races and stuff. So now that I'm living in British Columbia, um, I am now under new radar, obviously, because no longer in Ontario, so obviously no longer under Ontario snowboarder radar. I am now under a mixture between uh, BC snowboarders and Canada snowboard radar. So that is definitely next level. And that is because it's next level because that gets me closer to bigger, um, bigger races, um, more training opportunities and just like, it's just bigger overall. It's, it's, it's like the next step towards where I need to be for getting to the Paralympics. So massively huge. 
So, one of the things that happened this season within the race team is that we actually had uh, one of the coaches from Canada Alpine Snowboarding, who is, like, responsible or in charge of um, the para-adaptive athletes, um, they actually came out to see us. Um, so they trained with us, then they trained me, they trained with me as well, uh, with myself and my guide. So I wanted to like talk about that experience because that was, that was a really neat experience actually. Um, so they didn't come right away to, uh, my training sessions on the mountain. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So... You're probably thinking, why didn't they come right away? I figured they would come right away. Well, as it turns out, um, they didn't, obviously, as I said a few minutes ago. Um, they came out a few weeks after we started training. And one of the big reasons why they did that is because... Um, one of the reasons why they did that is because I had a whole brand new team that I had to, uh, that I was getting used to. And that, so we were all getting used to each other. So you can imagine, um, had they came out like at the very beginning of the season, um, we probably, it probably wouldn't be as, like, it probably wouldn't be as effective because, um, as I said, brand new team of co guides and coaches to work with. So beginning of the season very much was getting to start to know each other and working out the guiding protocol that works for me on the mountains. So bringing in uh, uh, another coach, um, who wanted to who was wanting to help us out and train with us and train us um we wouldn't have gotten a lot out of it because we would have been like super focused as a team figuring out guiding protocols so we wouldn't really be able to work on a whole lot of technique stuff so I was happy that they came out they gave us a few weeks to uh, start the initial meshing process as a guide as a new team so um very happy they did that um also very excited and happy that my race coaches had set this opportunity up for us um because it was super, it, as you'll find out it was very much super helpful um but yeah that's one of the big reasons why they didn't come out um so as I said, they came out a few weeks after we had started training. So by then, we were still getting to know each other, but we already had guiding protocols down. It wasn't like 100% solid, and we were still trying to figure out some things, but it was, it was, um, it was a good time for them to start coming out because... Um, since we had worked on, uh, building up the guy, um, 
the guiding protocols on the mountain. Now we could focus on working on a technique for my snowboarding. So I remember it fondly. Uh, I remember them saying that they were coming out. So it was the week before that they came out. I remember them, it was on a Saturday and we were training and I remember my coaches coming up to me and they're like, all right, next weekend, the race coach is coming out. I was like, okay, this is very exciting. <laughs> um, and so I remember that. I, it was both very exciting and nerve wracking. And I would be worried if I wasn't, if there wasn't any nerves um, when you find out that uh, a race coach, uh, like a race coach that's like high up there, um, is coming up. I would be very worried if I wasn't nervous. So definitely mixture of excitement and nerves. Um, and so spent the whole next week just making sure we were all ready and prepared. And uh, we were also super praying that uh, weather cooperated for us so that we could um, we didn't have to cancel or anything. So, um, yeah, leading up to the Saturday that the race coach came out, oh man, the excitement and nerves just built every day. Um, and then I remember the Friday just before that Saturday, um, I was like super excited and super nervous. Um, but also, I think I was more excited than nervous, but I was definitely, there was definitely some nerves, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but then I was, and then I remembered that I just had to take some deep breaths, and I knew it was going to work out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely, I slept good that, that night, thankfully. It did take a little while to get to sleep, but I did end up getting a good sleep that night, which was good. Because um, I knew it was going to be a very big day for us. So I knew I needed to make sure I was fully energized and ready to go. Um, another thing that was on my mind, I remember that Friday night, was there was going to be a bit of um, weather, a bit of a weather system coming through. So we were a little worried about that in terms of visibility on the mountains so we had a game plan in place we had a few game plans in place I remember this um we definitely agreed we weren't going to cancel um we so with snow um visibility can quickly deteriorate on the mountains and um my Good Isaac, um, because he's fairly new with guiding and guiding me, he's still working on learning how to uh, feel comfortable guiding when it gets harder to see when visibility is a problem. I mean, that, that, that takes time, so I'm not... I'm not worried about it, and then I know, because I know my old, from having my other guides back in Ontario and stuff, they were the same way, um, and it just takes time to, like, work that out, but, um, I'm confident he'll get more comfortable and confident as we continue training together, so I'm not worried about that, 
Um, but going back, so that Saturday was going to be very snowy, especially in the later on in the morning. And so being very snowy, um, visibility could quickly deteriorate on the mountain. So our game plan was to um, get at least a few runs in going down the mountains. And then if visibility became a problem, then, well, we'd at least have had a few runs with the race coach. And then we would um, call it for the day and uh, do some, we would chat with the race coach uh, off of snow and see, get some, like, tips and tricks from him, um, and work out some, uh, different, uh, different, like, techniques to help as we continue training. Um, fortunately, um, weather actually held out for us, which was great, and visibility ended up not being a major issue. Um, in the very beginning, it was a little bit of an issue, but it seemed to clear up a bit, or at least enough that my guide was comfortable um, carrying on with guiding through the, the snowstorm. So um, we were really excited that we were able to do the full session with the race coach. Um, it was really awesome. Um, so it's always neat to have, like, um, when you're... When you're training, it's always neat to have, like, uh, a few extra, like, eyes who can, like, watch from, like, almost like the outside to see how things are looking. And then they can provide um, some tips and techniques for my guide and I to, to work, for me to work on. So it's always neat to have those extra eyes. And so that's another reason why we were very excited to have the race coach out. Um, because we really wanted to get some more feedback, um, just to see what things were working, what things we could, um, work on, and then just some, like, tips and tricks for different things that we were working on and, uh, trying to work out. So, it was super cool. Um, I remember the day that Saturday being, as soon as we got to the mountain, it, <laughs> It was very nerve-wracking. But then, as soon as I got on snow, um, and I started riding, uh, the nerves seemed to just, like, the nerves seemed to just slowly disappear. And it was amazing. Um, we actually had a really good time. And, um, the race coach who came out, um, was very, very impressed. Um, I guess he couldn't stop talking about how impressed he was to see um, me riding so well down the mountain, and so that made me feel, that made me feel really good, it also made Guide Isaac feel really good, and all of my other coaches as well, so, um, so that was pretty cool, um, and very awesome, and very informative, uh, very glad that the race team was able to set that up, and so, um, as it turns out, the race coach who, um, came out, is actually lives uh, locally. So that's kind of like one of his mountains that he generally will go to ride and help out. Um, that's because he lives locally. So that's one of his mountains that he goes to. So as it turns out, um, 
he ended up actually coming out multiple more times during the season on the Saturdays that we were training, which was awesome because then he could continue to further help us as we continued training. And then he could see how things were going and how things were progressing. So that was, that was super fun. Um, and I don't think the nerves over like the nerves were less and less each time he actually came out. So, um, it was like, instead of like, feeling like it was like somebody coming out to like evaluate me it more felt like riding with friends so that was a that was super that was super amazing even though he in reality he was actually coming out to see how things were going and to help us with training so um super cool that he is um so local so um I think we're at least the the plan is and the hope is that he'll continue to come out and train with us and help out the other snowboarders that are a part of the race team and the ones who are going to be joining the race team as well in the future so um what a cool experience though and like it was so exciting and it's just it's it's super cool how like now that I'm like in BC how many more like opportunities there are because well, there's more mountains and stuff, so there's going to be a lot more opportunities. Um, I know out here, because there's so many more mountains and there's so many more programs, um, there's a lot more, like, race camps and race and races that are going to be out here as well. So we are currently starting to research for next season um, various race camps and races that we'll be able to, um, that we'll be able to attend as a, as a team. So that is super cool. Um, I think the plan is to look, um, and chat with BC snowboarders because I know from being with Ontario snowboarders, they had a bunch of races and I know BC snowboarders has a bunch of races and like Ontario, they are all across BC, uh, they're all across British Columbia, so I think next season we'll be doing more traveling around BC, which is going to be super awesome because now um, we spent this season really like working on meshing as a brand, as a brand new team, so we've been building our guide-athlete relationship throughout this, this season which is what was kind of the plan so that we can become more of a solid team. And then even in the off season, we are continuing to build our guide athlete relationship. So, um, there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon. Um, I have some very exciting news that I can't quite share yet, but that is coming I promise you that is coming very very soon but it is further going to help me with my training and also help to further build the sport of para snowboarding um it's very very exciting it's a this like everything is starting to come together where it needs to to help 
um, continue to build the support and to help me on my journey as I continue towards the Paralympics. And I can't wait to share with you guys all the exciting things that are happening and that are coming down um, the line for both myself and for the sport of para snowboarding. Um, it's, it's, guys, it's super exciting. I'm like, you can't see me, but right now I have like this huge, big uh, smile on my face right now. Uh, you probably can hear it in my voice. Um, you probably, you probably can just feel that energy. But yeah, exciting times ahead, my friends. And I can't wait to share with you all uh, exactly what's going on. So, okay. Um, before I end off this this episode of the Shredding for Gold podcast, I want to take a minute to remind you to check out the Team Starfish website. Um, now that it is the off season, I'm going to be doing a bunch of updates on the website coming soon. I'm in the process of working on them and will be, uh, will be um, making them live as I am happy with what I've done. So feel free to check that out, www.teamstarfish.ca. Um, we're also working on a super cool, fun t-shirt fundraiser. Um, I was hoping to have it set up by now, but it's going to still be a, another few weeks until it's set up. But I promise, um, as soon as it is set up, my friends and listeners, uh, and family or, and whoever else is listening, um, I will definitely share that information on this podcast and also, We'll make sure it's on all of our social media and both the uh, the Team Starfish website and the Shredding for Gold website. Um, so look forward to that. And uh, a few thank yous before this podcast episode is finished. Uh, continued thanks to podcast producer Maxwell Ivy for doing a superb job at editing my podcast and getting it into the airwaves. Um, you are awesome, Mr. Blonde Blogger. I'm super happy to be working with you. Um, also, thanks to the, all the great people at Blueberry who are host, helping keep this podcast on the air and also hosting um, the WISC's network, which this podcast is a part of. Uh, so yeah, big thank you to everyone out there. And also... A big thank you to everyone who has been listening to this podcast thus far. Um, so excited, you guys, for this podcast. It's, 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 it's awesome. I love it. I love, like, recording this podcast and working on this podcast. And it's, it's, it's slowly working for what it needs to be doing. So it's slowly like, getting to more and more people. And it's getting more and more noticed. So... Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take that time to thank you all, so, um, alright, so I am going to end this episode 17 of the Shredding for Pro, Shredding for Gold podcast now. Thank you for listening, thank you for rating, thank you for reviewing this podcast. We will see you for episode 18. Shred you later!